What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gaming Society Football Show, Week 13, coming down the home stretch. I'm David Anderson. That's Mike Vick. We got a good show for you. We got a great guest. You will hear about hear hear about him, hear from him in a little bit. We'll talk some Philly football, but right off the bat, we always talk about our all-in recaps. Mike, you took an L. I got a W. We're now both four and four. I took the L, man. You took the L. You had the Eagles minus three and a half over the Giants. No dice. You know, I was riding the wave. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones proved me wrong. And and even though that's been very rare from him, you know, he got his just due, man. And I was a little disappointed in Jalen Hurts. I was disappointed in the Philadelphia Eagles team as a whole. Um, because I felt like that was a game we were supposed to win. Somebody texted me and was like, could it potentially be a miracle in the Meadowlands three today? I'm like, from my all-in bets, that's what needs to happen. What, what what did you think about that? Did you see that last play of the game? Uh, the you know, I play? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the last play. I didn't see the last Lots play. of reactions on the Twitter box. They wanted to compare it to Nelson Aguilera's drop pass and what was going on. I, as a receiver, and I know you as a quarterback, it's tough to peg a loss or a whole thing on one guy dropping yeah, or catching a football. Um, I know inside the locker room, uh, that guy was fe- really feeling and apologizing and stuff like that. I've had a everyone's had a couple bad drops or interceptions in their career, yeah. but uh, yeah. the fans overreact to those things. But you know what, the fans do need to talk about they need to talk about the days four and four and his all in bets because I did bet about the Bills minus six to beat the Saints, got that one right. Um, yeah. I, I, I just feel like the Bills, and we're going to talk about the Bills in our next segment against the Patriots, but the Bills, they needed to rally here. Like, yeah. I felt like I, I remember being in part of those locker rooms where your coach is telling you, hey, uh, we got to go. Otherwise, we're not going to get into the playoffs. And and I, I really think that's kind of where they were at. And, and we'll have our all-in picks at the last segment of this show. But, Mike, who impressed you week 12? Who was, who was out there that stood out? The Washington football team. Mm. You know, in the conclusion of Monday Night Football yesterday, I was like, this team could potentially be a, a contender. Um, but I, I instantly started to think about what happened along the way. I mean, obviously a five and second, seven record right now. It's like things didn't go the way they wanted it to go at some point in the season. Yeah. Now, whose fault was that? Was it Taylor Heineke? Was it the receiving game? Was it the defense? You know, they lost some guys. Um, lost their best defensive players. Um, so, you know, looking at a team that's kind of reviving themselves and still treading water, but, you know, I think they could be a problem. I'm a little afraid of the games coming up versus yeah. the Eagles. You know, I don't know if the Eagles going to pass that test. So we got to see. But I'm, I, I was surprised with the football team knocking off Seattle yesterday. I got one going down, which is the L.A. Chargers, and one coming up, which is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I I've been I've been bullish on the Niners. I'm a Kyle Shanahan fan. He was the guy who drafted me, so I'm a sucker for, for me from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, yeah. And I and I think we were bullish on the Chargers earlier on the year. Oh, sure. And that has been disappointing. They go to Denver, completely mess that up. They were they were they were pushed around that entire game. Turned the ball over. Red zone turnovers. They had all of the kind of the 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 do not do list. Um, yeah. happened to them uh, in, in terms of a football play. And the 49ers came out. They came. They were down, came playing a very good Minnesota Vikings football team. I don't think people give enough credit. Yeah. NFC is complete. The whole league is chaos right now. NFC chaos. But 49ers showed up. 
I really like what they're doing. Um, and, and, and just like you mentioned with Washington, they got a ch- anyone's got a chance in the NFC right now. I mean, you look at the NFC West, I mean, it's loaded. But you look at teams trending in the right direction, the San Francisco 49ers look like the best team in the division all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I mean, I take that back. You, you still got the Cardinals, but it seems like it's been so long since Kyler Murray played, you know. Yep. You forget about the Cardinals, and they can't afford that. You know, they'll probably sneak up on some teams in the, in, in the end of this thing. But, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, the run game, I like the way they're using Debo Samuel, moving him around. They got him in the backfield. They got him at receiver. He's just showing up all over the place. So he, offense and defense, offense plus defense equals a win. Debo is one of those guys, I remember in the Super Bowl, it was his rookie year. I was like, this guy's going to be a hell of a football player. Mm-hmm. And you know that by – like – when you're a receiver and you get targets, that's when you know they like you. When yeah. they really like you is when they reposition you all over the field because right. that right. means they're trying to get you the ball. Well, and so, not. like, if you're just yeah. watching a game and the guy's getting tailback snaps, yep. slot snaps, out wide snaps, all sorts of reads yeah. and whatnot, they're trying to get him the ball and they're trying to hide him from the defense. Yep. That's when you know you got a guy. That's how you get paid. Yep. Our newsletter's most intriguing matchups this week. I'm almost disappointed to tell you this, Mike, because I feel like we weren't going to have to talk about this team for maybe two or three years, but we're all. It was one year off, and now we're already talking about the Patriots again. The Patriots versus the Bills. Everyone thought this was going to be a Bills runaway year. Here comes the Patriots, top of the division. Patriots versus the Bills. Bills are favored by three. I'm not sure, though. What do what you think of this game? This is a tricky one. Favor, I would stay away from this. Favor by three, really? Yeah, I'm staying away from that one because the New England Patriots have found a formula. They know what they're doing over there. And uh, I, I almost feel like Bill Belichick, you know, they kind of looked at where they were a couple years ago. And, you know, as Tom Brady gets older, you know, he started envisioning coaching a younger guy. And this is what my team can look like and we can start all over. This is what... He wanted it to look like they in total control. Mac Jones understands everything that needs to happen on Sundays through and through. And uh, it's a dangerous football team, Dave. I I really think that they can end up in the AFC title game. And and talk about a team that everyone talks about Mac Jones. You really don't know a lot about any other players on that offense. You know, they have a good defense. They, They almost always do it with some no name players on defense with a spot guy here and there that they pick up in free and see or the draft. But this is a Patriots team that was rather overlooked all year and has just reeled off six straight victories. The crazy thing about this, and I want you to talk more about finding a formula because that's something that Belichick has. He's had, this is a crazy stat. He's one had been on a six game win streak 14 times in his last 21 seasons. Yeah. I never in my entire career, six years, won six in a row. I don't know if you did, but break down what you mean when you're really saying they found a formula. Yeah. Well, well, if you look at the New England Patriots over the years, since the times they won the first Super Bowl, whether in 2001, you know, they had Kevin Falk, they had Antoine Smith at running back. And, you know, regardless of how good Brady looked, they always ran the football and they always ran it effectively and they always ran the ball hard and tough. And they played good defense on the other side. From the guys that was on that side of the ball, Ty Law, you know, um, Teddy Bruschi. Yeah. I mean, just good core football players. 
and just trending all the way throughout the 2000s, early 2000s to now. It's about running the football and it's about playing defense. And, you know, until Tom Brady got Randy Moss, he was never, uh, you know, down the field guy, explosion offense type of guy. You know, they was dinking dunk and, you know, he, he made guys, you know, come to life in the offense, but it's run the football, play defense. Don't ask your quarterback to do too much. Don't turn it over. Cliche as it come, that's how you win the games. And that's what they've been doing. Now, yeah. now, last thing, they they stick to their run game. They don't abandon the run. Yeah. They don't abandon the teams abandon the run so fast. Young coaches can't run the ball. Ah, oh, we're done with it. You know, that's why the Dallas Cowboys struggle now. Yeah. It's uh and and you would know better than anyone. It's a it is a receiver's best friend in a lot of ways because that's when the when you have a little play even a little play action game, that's when a safety comes down, whoop, you yes. gash them, you're running behind people instead yeah. of in front of people. And uh, it's always easier to throw passing lanes are a lot bigger. Right. Uh, these this quarterback battle, I think, is really interesting, right? You have Mac Jones, Josh Allen. Everyone wasn't sure what they were gonna get out of Mac Jones, Josh Allen. Um, looking like a stud last year. Uh, Mac Jones has kind of proven himself and is looking like the head, the, the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you think you got other guys like Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, uh, Jalen Waddell? Can you give it to anyone else other than a quarterback that is leading the division right now? I, I don't see how that happens. You can't, you can't. Unless guys like Jamar Chase... Um, had a continuation of performances like he had against the Baltimore Ravens. Remember when he split the the uh, he split Mar- uh, Marlon Humphrey in the in the safety and I mean went for two hundred yards that day. If he would have backed that up another another hundred yard day, eighty yards last week, another hundred. Quarterback got the ball in his hands, man. He's the the most influential player on the field, and it's so evident because you know he always got the ball, and when when they win. You know, you got to look at the quarterback stats and his numbers, and Mac Jones is a big part of it. Here's a question for you: Hypothetic, hypothetical, AFC champ. Uh, let's say because they vote for rookie of the year before they actually go to the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. So say say the Patriots win their division and they win. Let's say they win 12 games. Let's say Trevor Lawrence did take his team to a seven game, seven wins. We haven't – the crazy thing about rookie of the year, the crazy thing about all the rookies, I've yeah. never seen this in the history of football. We, as a media, do not talk about Trevor Lawrence. It blows my mind. He's the first pick. No, there's nothing to talk about. Like, how many wins does – my question was, I'm running on for no reason. How many questions would they have to win to make Trevor Lawrence relevant? Like six or seven? Like, yeah, six at or least, seven? I don't at even least know. Eight. At least eight. You know, I mean, when I look at Peyton, Trevor Lawrence, I think about Peyton Manning. And I'm like, oh, okay, Peyton had a tough first year, a bunch of picks, but it was always that promise, you know. And, you know, I'm looking for that in, in Trevor Lawrence, but you're talking about Indianapolis, one of the flagship organizations, and then you're talking about uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is like a hidden in the National Football League, the market. So that don't help either. It's a. Uh, it, it kind of blows my mind that we re- really don't talk a lot about Trevor Lawrence because, like, coming out of coming coming out of college, he was a, a surefire gonna win. This is who we're going to talk about. 
blah, 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 number one pick, no question about it, you know, going to re- revitalize the organization, da, 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 and, and we don't say anything about him. He's not on any of these boards for Rookie of the Year. He's he's nowhere to be seen in a lot of ways. I, I wonder what that means out there in Jacksonville and to him. A um, little, little off topic as we talk Patriots, Bills, but bringing it back, um, AFC East division champs. So this game this weekend is pretty much probably going to obviously – have uh, is going to determine this in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right now, you got the the Bills at minus one forty, so they're still favored to win the AFC East, right. and the Patriots at plus one fifteen. Who do you like? I like the Patriots, man, and I don't think people are taking into consideration that the Buffalo Bills lost to Davius White. I mean, I think they lost him to a season in the injury. We we'll have to ask our producer. To- confirm that, but I'm almost for sure that I see him on the injury report. Um, if that's the case, then that's going to hurt them. And uh, I think they need as many players as they can get. Josh Allen can't do it all on his own. And you're looking at a New England Patriots team is just peaking at the right time in all areas, on all accords, on all fronts. You got the you got the Patriots plus 550, the Ravens plus 500, the Bills plus 400, but the Chiefs at plus three uh, thirty, are still your odds-on favorite to win the AFC Championship. A lot of interesting things are going to uh, come out here in the, the the tail end of this season. As we always talk about, we break this year in the quarter. You break a season in the quarters. This is the last quarter. This is the the last half of the last quarter. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here uh, in the AFC and the NFC. But this uh, this game this week, Patriots Bills, is going to be a big one. Into the podcast, we're bringing Adam Lefko, Philly native, Syracuse graduate, 2008. Um, I, you know what? You might see him on TNT. I, 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 I know when he first popped on, I was like, I recognize that face. You, you, uh, I yeah, I'm you, a white I, guy. I, I knew instantly. I knew instantly. You, you're you're, you're the classic white guy face? Well, no, uh, well, that is true. I've yeah. been told I look like many people's friend. Yeah. You look like my friend Kevin. But I'm yeah. uh, when you put on TNT, <laughs> you're like Shaq. Wade, Candace, there classic he is. White I know dude. that guy. Classic yeah. white dude. Yeah. I like that. You know, I have like a classic white dinner. guy name, David Anderson. So at least you got a little flair in the name. I I, I have a very – we both represent the classic white dudes in one way or another. So Adam Lefko, welcome to the show. But one thing I did want to mention about Adam <laughs> that we were discussing – Don't get uh, into this again, Dave. You know, no, no, you no, wasted no. it on – you wasted it. No, Mike I didn't. didn't record the podcast. No, I didn't. Let's get into the Eagles. I wanted to talk about for a second <laughs> – your card collecting abilities, and I admire that because I am an avid card collector too. You are. And I want to tell you, keep it going, keep it going. I have all sorts of ones. I I just finished uh, finished my USA 1992 Dream Team collection where I got all three of them together. That's I spent a pretty. Long time on this, we won't spend any more. But I want to say that. Oh, that's solid. Going. And I will look. I I enjoy. I know that Mike has probably signed a million cards in his life, in addition to copies of Madden 2004. Yes. (laughs) But I'm so into sports cards and the hobby. I'm now working with this company called Alt because it's to me, honestly, it's a next generation. I look at sports fans. They're always looking to collect their favorite athletes. And honestly, if you find Steph Curry three years before everybody else, there should be a way that you could take advantage of that. Like if you, if you're riding and dying with some of these guys, I, I was all over Mahomes that year where he didn't play that first year. And if I would have bought his cards, one recently sold for, I think $5.3 million. Wow. Yeah, Michael, it's wow. crazy. 
That's, it's a different well, world out here now. We could say we could save a, a larger segment for it to talk uh, all the time cards, but we are going to yeah, talk. Yeah, Philly and football. I do have a lot of Jalen Hurts cards, Dave. Yes, well, you know what? You're, you're doing the segue for me, Adam, and I appreciate you because we are going to talk Philly football, Jalen Hurts, and the state of the, the Phillies franchise. And I'm not a big believer in Jalen Hurts. I'm not. Stay with your chest. I'm, I'm not a big believer in Jalen Hurts. Wow. And I'm curious, why are you and why? Honestly, I really want to turn it over to, to Vic. Uh, let me say one thing before we'll Vic go goes, because I really want to hear what Mike has to say. But the reason that I, I'm not the biggest believer. I don't believe he's as good as Herbert. I don't believe he's as good as Burrow. Um, but I see a guy that's in the first year of a new offensive system, a guy that he is a gamer, Dave. Like he is the kind of guy in the They're fourth five quarter. And seven. Yeah. But like, Okay, there's 22 guys that play. There's 53 oh, on a roster. See, like it's a brand. New, I mean, look, Mike. Michael say this, and I think he would know. Like, there's been a few games this year where the Eagles allowed like 30, 40 points. Jalen Hurts can't do nothing about that. I think Sunday was a rough game because he threw three interceptions, but he has a lot of poise out there. His deep ball is an issue. His arm strength. He does not have Michael Vick's arm. That's for sure. His ability to read a defense sometimes, he kind of locks on one guy. But at the end of games, he makes plays and he is dangerous. And in this world of RPO football, where if you don't have mobility, you're a you're a huge issue to a team. I think he's still young and can develop, but I really want to hear what Mike has to say because this is this is a Philadelphia quarterback that can move. Yeah, fair point. I, I'll say this, man. Um, this past weekend was probably the most disappointed I've been in, in Jalen Hurts and his performance because the way I thought he should have played against a struggling New York Giants football team who was just as desperate as the Philadelphia Eagles to win a game, it, it didn't go nearly as to what I the, to where I thought the game would go or how it would play out. And uh, probably one of his worst performances, but they, you know, and Adam, you, you hit on something, you know, he is young and and he's probably in game number 12 of his career. Right. Um, you know, without having all the, you know, bells and whistles of OTAs and mini camps and from, from last year doing it. Doing the pandemic, he's going to get his first bye week as a starter next week. Yeah. Like he he hasn't even had that moment yet of like take a step back and yeah. breathe and yeah. and take the check downs and relax. So I'm waiting to, to see him become the game breaker because we know the talent is there. So now we got to mess coaching with talent, and then we should get an explosion out of Jalen Hurts at some point. Do you like their chances to run? Do they have? Do they have to run all of this to win all five mm. of these next ones to get in? Maybe they don't. But do you like their chances of getting in the playoffs? I think as you look around the NFC, I think the Cowboys are the class of the East, and Washington, as we saw last night, is is going to fight. And if I think you put up Washington against Philadelphia right now, I think it's pretty even. But as you look at the rest of the standings at the other divisions. I think that the Bucs are going to win the South, and I think that's easy. I think the Packers are coming out of the North, and I think the the West you're looking at, I think the West are going to get three teams. So I think the West is putting in Cardinals, Rams, and Niners. So yeah. that's three. Then you got the division winners, Bucks, Packers, and Cowboys. That's six. So you got one spot. And I think as I as I look at it, I don't think the Eagles are ready for it this year. Um, but – 
the deciding factor will be what Mike said. When they come out of the bye, does Jalen Hurts go from, I'm in my first year in the system, my second year in the league, and I'm game managing to F it. I'm winning these games because that's what, that's what I think he's capable of. But like he had seven targets to um, Jalen Rager and he only had seven targets to um, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard combined. He still is not going, I need to get it to my guy. And I think once he gets it to his guys and he goes, sometimes I need to run. Like, I think he's averaging like eight carries a game. I want him at like 12, but I don't know. I don't know if Vic agrees. Yeah. Especially early right now. And to your point, you got to figure out who your playmaker is. Like who's the guy that's next level. I got to take my game to another level, but who's the guy who's going to be next level when I put the ball in his hands when it's not Mm. in my hands. Peerless price. (laughs) <laughs> dude you have to understand that that's what it was you would run with vic and then if peerless price had man to man just lob it up hey peerless guy i didn't expect that i didn't expect that that's but like a reference. Was one of my dudes. he was like one a of, reference he was a beneficiary algae crumpler was your guy algae crumpler was dude you yeah, always throw the ball at tight end like that there's a guy in the history of the game who know how to use a tight end it's me mm. trust me it's me who is your guy in Philadelphia? Brent Selleck. Brent Selleck. Popping. Popping, baby. I know how to use a tight end. I, what I, did I, you use in I Pittsburgh? Damn, Heath Miller. I had Heath. Heath. But yeah, so, you know, I got there so late that it, it was just. Yeah, that was, was different. I was just telling somebody early, I felt like a rookie when I was in Pittsburgh. The offense, like the playbook was like this thick. Damn. It, it was Ben's offense. So, you know, I was playing catch up. But thank you. Shout out to my man, Ben. He, he showed me the ropes. I was able to get a win or two. Oof. Philadelphia Eagles got the Jets a bye. Washington football team, Giants. Washington football team again. And I can promise you it's going to be interesting. Week 18 against Dallas. That ah. is when Jalen Hurts will tr- truly shine. Because they can get the Jets, Washington Giants, and uh, Washington again. But then it's going to be interesting to come play Dallas. He has not so. had a single good game against Dallas. We like, was, I, I want someone to interview him and ask, <laughs> was he a Cowboys fan growing up? Because some of his worst games have been against the Cowboys. He's just giving it away. Now, uh, Adam, we do a thing with uh, Mike a lot of times called quick picks. We Ooh. just rapid fire. I want to know your response. And uh, don't get, I don't want you to have a, not a lot of time to think. Right, okay. so you're gonna go first this time. Uh, uh, Mike's gonna go second. So okay. seven quick picks with Mike Vick is the way we do it. It's all Philly based. So you to be good with the Philly picks here. That's right. it. So we got <laughs> question number one. Will Devonte Smith have more than five targets? Yes. Mike Vick. Yes. Who will have the most targets for the Eagles on Sunday? Name a player. No. Devonte Smith. Oh, that's Mike Vick's turn. He's he's getting distracted. This is an advantage for me. That's all right. What do your kids think? My son, hey, he, he four years old. He tried to say something. That's why I said <laughs> We'll stay Devontae Smith. Will Jalen Hurts, Mike Vick first. Will Jalen Hurts rush for a touchdown? No. Adam. I think it's a Jalen Hurts explosion game. Three passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Oh my goodness. Right. Well, the Eagles cover the spread against the Jets. They are six and a half point favorites. Adam. At MetLife? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, I'm done. After what just happened, 
they're unloading all of that stress on the Jets and then going to a bye. In a bounce back game, yes. Okay. Okay. Jets um, just wanted Houston. They're feeling cocky. Best cheesesteak in Philly, Pat's Geno's or other. Mike first. I can get in trouble for this. Pat's. Mm. Oh. I am going to go uh, Tony Luke's. Tony Luke's other. Will the Eagles hold the Jets to under 20 points? Yes. No. 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 High scoring game. Okay. And then the question we all want to know the Eagles, and this is off your tweet, Adam, talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Will the 2022 starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles be Jalen Hurts or not? I think it will. Mike Vick? It will be. Combination of not a good draft for rookie quarterbacks. They're going to have three picks, but they're all going to be kind of late in the tens and the teens. And I don't think after what we're seeing from Russell Wilson, you make that move. I don't think Deshaun Watson's coming. And Aaron Rodgers is not coming to Philadelphia. That's not a thing. Adam Lefko is not going to leave us just talking Philly football. He is here going to talk the betting academy. Now, this is normally where I break down what a parlay is or a prop bet for Mike Vick. But every now and then we get a special guest that really gives us a whole an outlook on a certain either it's college basketball or NBA basketball. And that's what we're doing today. Adam, your background, perfect fit for this. The Betting Academy, NBA edition. Please, my good friend, take it away. I only know about Western Conference winners, so. Perfect. Go ahead. I'm I'm all ears today. Michael, do you know what futures are? Uh, No. Okay, so it's when you're betting on a result like months ahead of time. And so what I have for you is some future bets on who we think is going to win the Eastern Conference, who's going to win the West, who's going to the finals, and who's winning MVP. That's good. Okay, so why don't we just do this first? Michael, as you look at the Eastern Conference, who is the team that pops your head right away that you think is going to go to the finals? Well, first off, I got to pay homage to my Pacers. That's been my team since I was since I was a kid. This, what are you, winning an Oscar? Just tell me who you... <laughs> Pacers? You know, Rick Kitt, Dale Davis, Travis Best, Jalen Rose. You know, I want to give a shout out to my chef, to Della Shrimp. Let me give a big shout out to Rick yes. Rick Schmitz or whatever the hell his name Absolutely. is. Absolutely. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I asked you earlier about the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, um, Ben Simmons and Joel you know, Embiid, those guys, I feel like they're going to be very competitive. The Miami Heat, um, they're they going to bring some, they'll probably end up in the conference finals for sure. But I want to know who came to your head right away as we're going to watch them in the finals. I'm you know, optimistic about my paces, but but then it, hit, it just reality set in. First team, Boston. I got to get caught up to speed. I, I mean, I like it. Okay, I, I got it, you. It, so it, I'm, I'm going to fill you in because you're over here saying the Pacers and the Celtics, and that's right. why this is an academy. I got you. Okay, real, real, <laughs> right, right, real talk, real talk. The Miami Heat. The Miami okay. Heat. Miami Heat right now, if you bet the Miami Heat, you'd get good value. Right now, the favorite is the Nets at plus 120. You bet 100, you get 120 back. The Bucks are second at plus 350. The Heat are there at plus 600. So you get pretty good value if you think the Heat are going to go to the finals. They don't got to win it. They just got to go. Sixers are next at plus 850, and then the Bulls. Of those, from the beginning of the year, I have said that I like the Nets. But at plus 120, I'm not locking up money. This is where, where Betting Academy comes in. I'm not going to bet $1,000 right now to try and win like 
I don't even know what that like, tw- like 1200. And, and like, like, I'm not trying to win like 200 bucks and that's going to happen in five months. So if I'm getting a little juice, I'm either going the bucks at plus 350 or your heat at plus 600. So that's how I look at it. I got to make money. That makes sense. Dave, what would you pick there? I'm going the Bulls. I'm going way out there with the Eastern At plus Conference. 1600. I'm going the Bulls plus 1600. I don't think, I think the Nets are, they're running, they're going to run out of gas too soon. I, I do like the Bucks. But I, I don't know why I've been feeling the bulls lately. And so, Mike, that's how you just lose money. You just yeah. like give yeah, it. And you're just like burn it. No, no, no. It's like you, bet 50, you bet fifty bucks and you win eight hundred. That's how. That's what you do with the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's true. You could take a flyer. Okay, Western Conference. <laughs> right now, the Warriors are the favorite. Because if I ask Mike who he's going to bet on, he's like, you know, the Pelicans are interesting. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I got to think. Big Warriors. shout out to Chris Paul and the Suns. Warriors are the favorite right now to represent the West at plus 300. Then the Lakers at plus 380. Suns at plus 450 are in third, tied with the Jazz at plus 450. And then at five is the Clippers at plus 900. So, Dave, why don't you go first? Which one of those, which one odds do you like the most? I'm an L.A. native, although I think this Laker team reminds me of when they brought in Carl Malone, Gary Payton, and all the bunch of old guys to try to win. Uh, they did get to the finals and lose to the Pistons. So I do like them coming out of the Western Conference still at plus 380. They are built for playoffs. Mm. What do you think, Mike? I like the Suns. Good a pick. Mikael Bridges. CJ3 oh. deserves one. Got to give it another go. Devin Booker, yeah. And and right now they're in the middle as we're recording this on a 16-game winning streak, so they're hot. I, I before the season, for some reason, I like pain, and I thought maybe the Jazz, this was going to be their year. So I would go Jazz at plus 450. I just, they're so good that one year they're not going to disappoint us, I hope. What about winning it all? So you, so you liked uh, Boston and the Suns, Mike. Uh, I don't have Boston's odds, but to win it all, the Nets are the favorite, and then the Warriors, and then the Lakers, the Bucks, and then the Sun and the Jazz. Who do you like winning it all? The Warriors. Plus 600. That's pretty good. For as good as they look right now. Like the Warriors. Getting Clay Thompson back eventually. When is he going to come back? He's going to go to Santa Cruz, I believe, soon uh, to like the, to get some reps in and stuff. Yeah. But I think him, Jamal Murray, and a few of the like maybe Kawhi are expected after January. So yeah. once we have Christmas Day, that's when everybody reevaluates. Dave, I like the Bucks at plus eight hundred. I just feel like they're a sleeping giant. They're there, Giannis. They're going to be motivated. They don't seem like a repeat type team to me. That's the thing. Is it like I, I like what they did last year, but they relied too much on one on one basketball. Remind me of when the Cavs won. They that, got role uh, players, they got role the, the Cavs won. They're all role players, but then with two minutes left, they just give the ball to Giannis every game. I don't Dave, think that works. If Giannis, if Giannis shoots like eighty percent from free throw, like he did in the finals, I don't know how you stop him though. Nope. They call too many fouls for that guy. It's absurd. <laughs> it's like pick up basketball the guy that gets free foul, foul before he even takes a foul and one alright last one because I know I'm taking too long MVP odds Steph Curry is your resounding favorite right yes. now plus yes. 135 KD is at 2 at plus 500 Giannis if he was going to go a back to back to back plus 750 or Jokic would be back to back he's at plus 1200 
and then Luca at plus 1800. It feels like it's Curry's to lose right now, Dave. Yes. Yeah. Steph Curry all the way. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. If I'm putting anything, it's on KD. If I'm going to, because with Curry, he's going to get clay back and they're going to go, oh, what a great team. And Curry's the head of it. But if KD does it without Kyrie, and somehow gets the Nets on a roll, he could grab the narrative late, but I don't know if you bet against Steph Curry right now. No, you can't bet against him right now. I also don't think KD uh, in the Nets, they're trying to find an identity, kind of. Like, they struggle in the beginning of the year. Steph has just taken over. Like, there's not a game that he hasn't looked just amazing. And and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody loves him. Like well, I don't know anyone that doesn't. Fired work. up last night against the Clippers, or two a couple nights ago against the Clippers. I like that. It's good. A little edge. Who is okay? Before I go, Mike, who is the Steph Curry of the NFL? I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's Kyler Murray. Ooh, Ooh. that's just because they're good answer, Kyler Murray. I think it's Kyler Murray. We're gonna is roll he going to start playing that. again, We're Michael? We're going to roll out with that. We're going to roll is out Kyler with Kyler Murray ever going to play again, Michael? You will win yeah, MVP be before, you you know what they, before they, he uh, dies. Adam, they're milking it right now. They're milking it. They got 99 and 2. They're filling they're it. resting him. Yeah, they're milking it over there. So, yeah, like let, him, let him heal up. Don't be like Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well said. And we're rolling into fantasy football. I have uh, not been looking forward to talking about this because uh, I was talking a lot of shit in the beginning of the year as I was just rolling people. I thought I was the data guy was going to tell everybody what's what. And all of a sudden, Alvin Kamara doesn't want to play football anymore. And Amari Cooper uh, drops out from COVID issues. And I don't have a, a good running back. I lost half my receiving core. I'm going to make this part of the segment about me. Uh, and our fantasy football team just turned to shit. But you, Mike Vick, are climbing up uh, while yes. I'm going the other way. You defeated yes. Andre Reed. I lost again, I think, for the sixth week in a row to Commissioner Tate Lubu, Tate Frazier, who I think has won six in a row. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I, I I can't get on the best manager of the week list. I can't get on anything. Best manager of the week was Jamie, CEO of Gaming Society. She's putting some effort in here. I appreciate that. Mom. Worst team uh, is Marissa. Um, okay. Now, here's what's interesting. We got the matchup we all want to see on the field. Now we get to see it off the field. Week 13, Michael Vick versus Ray Lewis. Yeah. You Here's the thing. Earlier in the year, you could beat Ray because he might not pay attention. He might get a guy yeah. that doesn't have a buy or something like that. Ray well, got help. He, he's getting some help. He's Isn't got it? some guys. You... And he's still – all his players are healthy. Yeah. So, he, you know, Ray, Ray he's climbing the charts right now. He, he, he's doing all right. He's the manager of the month. I, I got uh, I got Dickerson, um, who hoards all the tight ends, but that, that, that tends to work. Um, but you know what I find most interesting about fantasy is this time of the year, no trades. You got to deal with injuries. You got to deal with IR. You have to make some decisions. And you, in particular, have had some interesting decisions to make, and and I think it's actually a a really interesting topic in general. Russell yeah. Wilson, yeah, um, he's only been getting you a couple points here and there. Yeah, it seems like his off field struggles are affecting on field issues. Obviously, got injured. Break this down a little bit for me, right? Like, 
what are we really looking at with Russell Wilson? Is this a last year in Seattle? Is this uh, just what happens as you get older? What, I don't. What's going on? I mean, potentially, you know, Russ got to kind of look at his career as, you know, I've been here for eight, nine years, and we've had a good run, and we had some ups and downs, and more, way more good than bad. But, you know, the harsh realities of the NFL is that some guys don't stay in certain places forever. And even Aaron Rodgers was thinking about leaving Green Bay last year. So, you know, we all rent space, and you know, they had a good run. You know, um, Russ talked about it this past offseason, and now things may be coming to light. Those comments that he made and those feelings might be catching up with him because you know, when you check out, man, not, not saying that Russ checked out, but when you start talking about leaving, you already done left. It's like talking about retirement. Yeah. I'm talking about retirement, you already retired. Yeah. So to see what's happening now and Russ being a shell of himself, because that's what he is, you know, it's very surprising. And I was looking at my fantasy last night, like, Russ, get one completion. When have we ever <laughs> begged for Russell Wilson to get a completion? I had DK Metcalf. Right. I didn't, didn't have catch to the fourth quarter. Yeah, he didn't have a complete to the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, I just know Russ is in a situation he's never been in before. Unfamiliar territory, but, you know, this is a situation he's got to fight through. But he's not the first person to go through it. It won't be the last. Did you have any any uh, anything like that in your career? Yeah, well, towards the end of – I won't say towards the end of my career. Um, well, in Atlanta, I knew going into my seventh season, the year I never made it out to the field on. That could have potentially been my last year. And I knew when it was over in Philly, uh, when I was, um, you know, in my fifth season with Philadelphia, Tip Kelly was the coach. And, you know, you could just see, feel a changing of the guard. You know, Nick Foles came in. I had a hamstring injury. It was like, it was just time for change. And you know it. You can sense it. That, that, that's what I think is interesting is you can feel it from Pete Carroll. Obviously, everyone talks about his age and kind of losing a little bit of the locker room. Yeah. I, sometimes I don't know what that means in losing the locker room. I've I've yeah. seen it, right? The, I, message, I, the message gets stale. The message right. gets stale. The guys have heard it too many times. And right. uh, well, he's not. I tell you what, he's not going back to USC because that uh, <laughs> Lincoln Riley locked that you know, for a while. But uh, it, it is interesting to think about how this. You know, we think about it as players, former players, current players. We we put those that hat on. It's kind of fun to wear that hat as a fantasy owner and think about like. How this does affect my team because you almost become a general manager in a lot of ways, right? Like, what is the general manager of the Seahawks saying? He's saying, "Can I get some value from this guy? Yeah. Where do we do we tank this season? What do I do with other players?" It's interesting. Well, you may think about getting some value. Last night's film won't hurt, won't help. Yeah, and film from the week before won't help. So he he got to find a way to to pick it up if he want to be one of the hottest. I guess guys going into free agency or seeking trade next year, your film still got a match to your name. That'll never change. You know that day. Yeah. It's, um, I'm dealing right with this right now as a fantasy owner. You are what your record says you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that's something that we, we talked a lot about with like the Minnesota Vikings is that, you know, they're in all these overtime games and blah, blah. blah. And you know what? You're in a lot of overtime games because sometimes you blow a lead and you don't know yeah. how to win. Sometimes you're playing from behind and you get lucky. Uh, yeah. sometimes you're, uh, in a, in a really tough battle back and forth battle and you're in overtime right. and you still can't figure out a way to win. It's all about a win. Right. right. And I think that's one thing I always admired about Belichick. Uh, whenever he talks about stats and whatnot, he's like, all that matters is did we win, 
right? Yes. And, um, and and I think that's uh, that, that's what you got to do. And on the field, you got to win your one-on-one battles. As a team, you got to win your games. And on fantasy, winning right now, uh, in first place in the winning column is Paul Pierce. The truth is still leading the league. Shout out to the truth. There's something to that hookah that he's got over there that uh, he's got some magic <laughs> in that thing. The commissioner, Tate Leabu, is now in second place. KG in third. And you're... Are you yourself are in fourth place, Mike Vick? I am right now out of the playoffs. I got one or two weeks, I think, to get in. I don't know how. I think it's week 17, uh, 17 weeks has changed everything, even for fantasy. But I need to get my ass in gear. I need to stake one of those uh, one of those spots. Got to get uh, six people get in. Otherwise, my ass is out of fantasy football. And we're going to talk fantasy football every week. We're going to definitely uh, Mike Vick and I are always going to bring that little player perspective into my uh, into fantasy. So. Um, our all-in section. This is where Mike and I really uh, break down week 13 all-in pick of the weeks. Mike, you know who's playing. You know what the odds are. Who you got all-in pick of the week? My all-in. My childhood team is San Francisco 49ers. The Seattle Seahawks. I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to continue to play at a high level. I love the running game. Debo out for a couple weeks. I don't think that's going to hurt us. Oh, I'm t- I'm talking about us. See see how I get you're already up. in. You're already all yeah, in. So now it's yeah, us. I'm all in. with that. Roll so with 49ers that. over the Seattle Seahawks, man. We get the duck. Why are they your tra- – you, you like the colors? You like Steve Young? What was that? Why is that your Steve Young, team? Joe Montana, Jerry yeah. Rice, Ricky Waters, Brian well, Young. It's funny yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My the, uh, childhood favorite team was the Cincinnati Bengals because those dope ass helmets, and that is my all-in pick of the week as well. Bengals right. minus two over the Chargers. Back earlier, we were talking about how disappointing the Chargers were. They're still on the road again. I think they're going to struggle against the Bengals. The Bengals trying to make the playoffs here, coming out of their division. They got a chance. They look good. I like where Joe Burrow's at. Um, I, I do like this Chargers football team still, but. I like these Bengals more, and uh, I like them certainly at home. Um, I I think the 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 L.A. Chargers more than the 49ers. That was my. It's funny you picked the Niners because that that was my pick like this. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, come week thirteen, all in bets of the week. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what you want to do. Oh, one player to go off. Oh, expect to go off. Let me let me go that. Let me let me jump that in there. What's that? Jimmy G. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I got it. All right. Oh, it could just be any player. Um, I just said go. I'll just go with Jimmy G. All right. Now our our all, all in bet of the week, Mike. You got the 49ers. You're a little wrinkle to this. What is your all in player of the week? Who do you think has got probably the best chance of having the breakout all week? Great, great game this week. All in play. I'm going Jimmy G. It's, it's been a lot circulating with Jimmy G over the season. You know the emotional roller coaster that Jimmy G has been on. Um, it hasn't been clean. It hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of controversy, a lot of scrutiny. But I, I really think that he grabbed control of the offense the last couple of weeks and said, look, this this is this is my future. 
You know, I think he'll be traded next year. He got a lot to play for. And um, sometimes when you're in those adverse situations, you rise to the occasion, man. So I think this is a week where he continues to get better. He's smiling. He's having fun. I look at that as a sign of confidence from any quarterback. And, uh, you know, I think Jimmy G keeps it going another week. I think I'm going to go with another uh, NFC West quarterback, Matt Stafford. You know, I, I think every now and then you have these games uh, that they're up and down. You're trying to figure out who you are. He just got a new weapon, and they were trying to do it on Monday Night Football with Odell Beckham. They got the Jaguars falling, flying all the way across the country, a 2-9 and nine football team coming out here to L.A. I think they're going to pick them apart. Right, Jacksonville's really kind of struggled on defense. They haven't really been able to put it together. I look for Stafford. Mainly I look for Sean McVay to game up uh, Jacksonville, game up Urban Meyer a little bit, and, and allow him to get comfortable with these new guys that he's got. I, yeah. I, I feel like he hasn't been able to get comfortable where they're at, where he can expect them, because he doesn't get any practice reps. He's just yeah. kind of thrown in the wild there. My all-in player of the week, Matt Stafford. Now... We saved this last segment of the show for some boxing, but there's a there, there's there's something I got to ask because I, I grew up in Los Angeles. I was a Lakers and I was a Dodgers fan. I didn't have a football team, and I slowly adopted the Texans, and now I'm a Rams fan because uh, they're in Los Angeles. You said at the beginning of this show that your favorite team in basketball was the Indiana Pacers. Can you please elaborate on why right. the hell the Indiana Pacers are right? Fan? Yeah, because Reggie Miller used to pop the three. And Mark Jackson was like a quarterback. When we had Mark, he, he showed Travis Best the ropes. Jalen Rose came in and was just dynamic and smooth and, and fluent. And then just over the years, Rick Smith and Dale Davis holding down the boards. You know, we had a good, we had a good new How come that you can't, the, the Atlanta Hawks don't get any and, love from a boy from Virginia? You know, it was something about Reggie Miller, man. Me and my cousin, okay, I'll I tell you what happened. Remember the Sega Genesis? Yes. It's with the pep rally game. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I used to take the ball and I used to hit three with Reggie and then I used to dump it down to Rick Smithson. Bang. And I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, that's my, this is my team. I like Rick Smith. And uh, that's been my team ever since. So, you know, it's been years like 2012. I, I let him not- go. I ventured off to start like in Oklahoma City. And then I went to Dallas for like 2015. But I always find myself back. You know, being faithful to my Indiana Pacers. How does Dominic Wilkins not convert a kid like you to be an Atlanta Hawks fan? The 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 human highlight reel. That that is that is that should have been you. You are a human highlight reel. You guys should be friends. The first thing I told Dominic, I said, Dominic, look, I'm a big fan of yours. Always have been. Always will be. But I'm a Pacers fan through and through. Hey, it takes, it so you, know what, you know what you know what I always love about athletes is you can tell them you're a fan of another team. Like some people are like, oh my God, don't tell Mike yeah, Vick yeah. you're, and, and you're, you're a Steelers fan. You're, no, they appreciate that. They appreciate that I like you as an athlete, but my right. fandom means I am somewhere else. Athletes right. always like that and respect that because you'd rather have that than some wishy-washy, oh, Mike, I followed your whole career. Blah, blah, yes. I liked it. You're like, whatever, that's bullshit. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about teams in boxing. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know diddly squat about these guys. So I need you to get, teach me up. WBC lightweight titles on the line. Yeah, Devin Haney right. versus Jojo Diaz. Yeah, yeah. You, Devin Haney. To me. Yeah, Devin Haney is, Devin Haney is, he's a, a young fighter who, um, if you go look at some of Floyd Mayweather clips, you'll see some of Mayweather and Haney. He's very talented, uh, you know, super skilled, um, very crafty, hard to hit. Um, fight with a lot of lot, lot of ring IQ, 
And uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you'll get outboxed. Um, and you you lose all 12 rounds and never even know what hits you. Similar to like a Shakur Stevenson or somebody like that, just come in and just take you all the way out your game. Jojo Diaz, going to come forward. Tough guy. Um, you know, he, he's a brawler. He's a brawler. So look for Haney to try to pick him apart, you know, keep his distance, use his jab. Um, but I, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm devastated by the Teofimo Lopez loss. Um, you know, he lost to him both of this past weekend of that. Didn't expect that. No, it was a mandatory. He had to take that fight. And I'm probably sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't want that fight. But uh, Gambosa, Cambosa was really confident, man. And uh thought T.O. was going to be one of them guys who's on top. So I, I was looking forward to seeing that Devin Haney, T.O. match up down the road. Now it was Javante Davis, Shakur. You know, it's good boxing, man. Good boxing. Unbelievable. I don't know. I, I think I know one of those names. You that was just for people. I, was just I, lo- I love that you like boxing. That was my yeah, no, that's a, I, I just find that fascinating because you never know what 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 sport guys get into because I, yeah. I could go a little baseball, I could go basketball. Certainly yeah. haven't done any boxing. I appreciate that. Appreciate that uh, breakdown. And that's a game of society football show with a little boxing spice there from Mike Vick. I'm David Anderson. That's Mike Vick. Week thirteen gaming show. We're out.